Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. I am so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact. They're inspiring and energizing role models, and I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. So today's guest in this podcast series on impact is Pamela Slim. Pam is a an award-winning author, speaker, and business consultant. Pam's also an amazing community builder and works with companies to build great communities around their own brands. Pam started working with entrepreneurs by building a powerful online presence at Escape from Cubicle Nation, a site designed for corporate employees who wanted to make the shift to entrepreneur. She's helped hundreds of people to start successful businesses and has worked with companies serving the small business market such as Infusionsoft, Office Depot, and Citrix. Her first book, Escape from Cubicle Nation, won Best Small Business Entrepreneur Book of of 2009 from 800 CEO Read. Pam's latest book, Body of Work, Finding the Thread that Ties Your Story Together, gives a fresh perspective on the skills required to thrive in the new world of work. Pam's frequently quoted as a business expert in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Business Week, Forbes, Entrepreneur, Money Magazine, and Psychology Today. And Pam is also a passionate martial artist and a proud mom. And I'm delighted to say that Pam has also been my coach. So welcome, Pam. I'm so delighted that you're here, and thank you again for being a guest. I am so happy to be here and just so excited to hear the intro to this this entire podcast series about having impact. As you know, it's a shared passion <laughs> that both right. of us have. Right. Yeah, and um, I mean, your business has certainly grown from, you did some corporate work originally as an entrepreneur, you started off in corporate and then moved into that realm as an entrepreneur, and then you've connected with so many small business owners and now larger businesses in what you do. What is it that, that drew you to having this kind of work, this kind of business? You know, it's interesting because as as I look back over the work that I've done over a long period of time, there definitely, I, I can't help but go back to the original roots of the work that I did in college, which was a, as an international service and development major, a community development major. And my initial love was being drawn to doing community work and economic development in Latin America. And I lived in Mexico and Colombia and I really love that work. The thing that was always really fascinating to me and that I felt so passionate about is seeing people in challenging situations make positive change but really using their own um, knowledge and expertise and connections and relationships as opposed to having, in what I studied, you know, a large organization that might come in from the outside and just dump a bunch of money into a community. So there's something about from the really early stages of work that I've done where I just had this passion of just watching people make 
positive change based on the resources that they really had internally, personally, and then also in their own community. So as I just went through and did all kinds of different work throughout my career, when I, as you said, I worked for corporate and then I was on my own as a consultant to large companies for about 10 years, and I really love that work, but I think that the point that was a really a, a transition for me of wanting to get into working with individuals, which is what I did starting in 2005 with Escape from Cubicle Nation, is I just realized that the most significant parts of my day when I was doing a large, say, change management consulting project was in having personal conversations with people mm -hmm. about the work which they really were meant to do. And there was one conversation I remember in particular I was in a large uh, multinational company and it was sometime at the end of a long day and I was um, sitting there to having a conversation with a gentleman that was from West Africa originally and we just started to have this really deep conversation about his, his longer term view for what he wanted. He really wanted to go back home um, and it was just such a profound and almost spiritual experience. I think we both had tears in our eyes at the end of the conversation and I just thought, mm -hmm man, I want to have more of these kinds of conversations. <laughs> and that's kind of what kicked me off into coaching. Wow, that's uh, that's awesome. And it's true, those kinds of connections are so powerful because it's it's not just about an organization, which is is not a personal kind of connection. It's really about the one-to-one. And is is that what you is that what you think makes your business special or unique that you're you're making connections on that level? every day and I've, I've seen you do it in groups of people and um, you're you're very attentive to individual conversations and and really connecting with people that definitely is the, the that is the piece that I love and it, it's actually taken me quite a bit of time to finally realize that that's really the essence of what I care about the most as a coach uh, you know this as a, a longtime consultant and coach yourself I've had thousands and thousands of conversations. It's just such a such a privilege to be able to have deep com personal conversations with people about all kinds of things, about their dreams, about their fears, about their hopes, um, and, and that the, the quality of those conversations, the times when, when things really click, is where you're able to get to a point of real honesty and truthfulness, and so replicating that, like part of what I'm extremely driven by is, you know, for what I see in my work is it, it's the tie with helping, having these deep conversations with people, making these personal connections, but in a way where first they can really be recognizing what is that work that they want to do so they can get themselves to a place where they have um, joy in what they're doing, but also they have that, you know, economic security. And I know security can be a loaded word sometimes because yeah. we yeah. can't ever guarantee that anything, you know, will be secure. But from a broader community perspective, just thinking about local communities and then our, you know, national and then global community, what really drives me, what I want in the world is for everybody to feel that kind of feeling that I, I can make a good living, I can take care of myself and my family, I'm looking out for others in my community. I'm kind of connecting and sharing resources. And that's the place I feel like where the individual conversations really helping people to get clarity in what they're doing. And then more what I found as I was doing my coaching work is as much as I enjoy the individual work, what I really enjoy is connecting people I'm working with with each other or with other people in my network. And I think that's really what made me realize 
it's this combination of like building authentic relationships with people from many different backgrounds and then connecting them with each other is the part that I just totally love and I want to do forever. <laughs> well, and you're an amazing connector. I, I'm not sure I've met anyone who just has the scope of network that you do and the, the number of contacts that you have and the people that you know. It's it's really fantastic. And you really put it to work for your clients and and uh, the people that you're connected with. So that's that's amazing. Yeah, and I, I, go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, no. I, I was just gonna say, you know, it's it's a it's a particular. Um, it's it's such an interesting thing because it just there's something about it that when you when you start to see, um, I, can, I don't know in some ways maybe the metaphor is being a matchmaker or something. But you know it's <laughs> like the greatest thing is seeing people who are who you know would really be a great connection ending up you know having wonderful conversations, creating business partnerships together. Um, I know share joy you and I have when like one of our clients gets a big deal they've been working on right or something happens like that. It's right. just this. It's just hard to describe how meaningful that is. And I know when I sit back and feel it and think about it, like somehow it just makes me breathe easier, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to know that like one person or, you know, a small group of people are making something happen in a positive way. And it's probably balanced with what we see in the broader, uh, especially in the news or the broader messages that we have about what's going on in the economy. I think a lot of people can just feel in a state of panic. Right. Yeah, and it's, I mean, the news is often bad in the news, and um, it, it really goes against a lot of the individual conversations that you have where uh, people are actually doing well, that they're they're being able to work through these things and, and to work through the, the issue of not having enough money and then creating income in their business and then moving into having that bigger impact in their in their immediate world and in their community, it's it's hard to focus on that when you're worried about income on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. It sounds like your um, approach has been really long-standing in the sense of you you started off in college with an interest in community development, and do you think that this way that you're approaching your work is influenced by your values? It's absolutely influenced by my values. It absolutely is. And I know for some of the, the things that I believe in most deeply about, um, I know one of them, one basic value I have is that we're all equal, that we fundamentally come to the earth and leave the earth and exist on the earth you know, as equals. And we create all these very artificial um, delineations between ourselves, you know, with different economic classes and exposure and all of that. And I just feel like that is something that I really feel so passionate about of making more connections, having people more aware, connecting with the humanity of others, uh, recognizing that we are all related, that our well-being of our entire community is is really interdependent. And I, I know it often goes, you know, against values sometimes in in certain kinds of business that you find, which is just for maximizing your own individual economic well-being, right? Or just maximizing a company's well-being, sometimes at the expense of others. So that's what I know for me that has always, I've just always felt so strongly about um, and probably influenced by experiences they had been being an exchange student. I, I lived in Latin America for a long time 
just had exposure to a lot of different kinds of people. I'm married to a Navajo and have gotten a lot of exposure um, to his community on the Navajo Nation. And so it just, it's like seeing some of these differences, seeing different ways that people live at the same time, it, it can all come back to really feeling like we have that deep interconnected nature. And so that's something that I know personally I have just gives me huge joy in my life is being connected to other people and hearing their stories. I also feel like with many of the serious issues that we're facing today with institutional racism and economic injustice and all these other things, that the more we get to know each other on a human level, it can change the view we have and the kinds of solutions that we, we come up with. So, you know, that's one I know um, that's a really important value and I think something around, I don't know exactly the words for it, but it's having a value on, on collective well-being is, is one I think that's just a different view. And I notice it in tiny little ways of just never feeling comfortable to just go into my house in the suburbs and never look at or talk to my neighbors. Like I just, right. <laughs> I really like to know who they are, what's going on with them, to be helpful, to, you know, help each other out, whether we're watching kids or if somebody is sick, taking them soup or whatever that is the more that I nurture that in my own community at home and then also in my community in my work life, the better I feel. And I guess it kind of come back, comes back to all this, this core sense of security. And by security, I mean you feel protected, you feel supported, and no matter what happens, and a lot of bad things can happen, that you're going you're gonna to be okay. Well, and it really speaks to this um, knowing that what you do make as an individual makes a difference, whether it's enacted in a business setting or personally. It really the way that you show up in the world has uh, can have a really positive influence. It does. I know that probably the most striking example of this I got when I was in my twenties. I was a fanatic for uh, capoeira, which is an Afro-Brazilian martial art that I just had huge passion for and I did all the time. <laughs> I went to many, many classes a week and we started a youth program, we called it Community Action Project, uh, where we partnered with a bunch of um, different youth service organizations that were in the San Francisco Bay Area, which is where I grew up. And so we, were, we started with one kid, with Jimmy Hufkin, who had um, come to the U.S. from Nicaragua. And we ended up growing that into a group of about 250 kids that were wow. all throughout the Bay Area. And so in working with them, we were teaching classes. We offered classes for free. We partnered with a lot of organizations, everything from substance abuse to foster care agencies to gang prevention to all kinds of organizations serving these youth. I, I realized in just being a stable, loving adult and a presence in their life, absolutely did make a big difference and I know it can be discouraging sometimes when you look at the scope of problems that we have and to think you know man I just don't have the time to be volunteering 10 hours a week or you know it would never make a difference but probably many of the Facebook stories that I share mm -hmm. and examples I see every day is it doesn't have to be something really huge you don't right. have to be spending huge chunks of your life necessarily unless you want to as a volunteer it's showing up and being present, being kind to somebody at a moment where they need you, even a stranger right. that might be, you know, standing in the line at, at Starbucks. It's being a, you know, looking a kid in the eye who's had a really rough childhood and whose parents are in jail and saying, you're going to be okay. You know, you're, you're going to make 
it through this situation, you know, I value you, I trust you, I know it's going to make a difference. And now, I don't know how, 20 years later or something like that, when I um, am reconnecting with a lot of these kids, you know, I understand that for each one of them it was a little bit different, but there are moments with me and with other adults that were in their life in that capacity that it really was the thing that they needed at that moment yeah. in order to get through in a positive way. And I just, I, I do not think we can underestimate the impact we can have in every single interaction. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I, I think almost all of us, if not everyone, has at least one person in their in their lives who's had an effect and they did it just by being who they were, by doing the work that they were doing, by doing something that was meaningful to them. And through that, they really had an influence on us, a positive influence. So um, yeah, thank you for sharing that story. That's that's really powerful. And and I think this idea of, of collective well-being is really important. It's it's one that I've I've heard referred to as a world that works for all of us. And I think that is something that we can all have um, we can all contribute to in our particular ways. It doesn't have to be a big dramatic thing. It doesn't have to be on the scale of somebody like Richard Branson or, or someone who's um, operating on a global level in a huge way. It's the, the point is that it's meaningful and has impact on the people that you are connected with that is, are in your world. And that ripples out in ways that we, we can't possibly determine in advance or may even know about. It's so true. And, and it's, uh, I, I just find it so fascinating, almost like an accordion where you can look at it from the very intimate perspective of just those who are in your immediate circle, those who are in your immediate family. You know, how can you be building relationships with your immediate family members so that your home becomes a place of solace and stability and peace in a really enjoyable you know, creative place, and then you can expand it to within your own community. You know, what is it? What does it mean? I, I think about it a lot. My mom was a single mom, and uh, my parents split when I was five. And I think about it now. There were some very significant family friends who really stepped up. I didn't really realize it, of course, when I was so young and right. see. But one family in particular, the Hamiltons, who um, were uh, Bob Hamilton was friends with my dad growing up. Um, he stepped in in such a clear way when my parents split and my dad wasn't always able to to be there in the early years and just made sure that sometimes we had financial stability. You know, they took us on family vacations together so we kind of had that experience and just in so many different ways stepped up to have that presence. So I think about that in my own community we have a number of um, single moms or single parents or you know that kind of thing and it just it makes me feel so good to know that I can play that role. You know, we can like watch somebody's kid for a whole day or not have to have them spend money to, you know, put a kid in daycare mm -hmm. um, if they can be hanging out at the house when we're there. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I completely understand that not everybody shares the same values. <laughs> so right. I don't expect that that which gives me great joy would give it to everybody. But I just will say that when you do feel that interdependence, when you do feel like somebody has your back. And the same thing is true when you're in business, when you feel like the people that you work with really truly care about your well-being. It just makes you feel better. Yeah, absolutely. And I, uh, from what I know of, uh, I mean, I've met your family and they're, uh, I mean, 
the kids are just so warm and and welcoming and clearly from uh, I, I know there's always a lot of activity at your house so I know that you I know that you embrace many people in a in that really warm way so that's that's amazing to see so I I, I think that um, you know you're certainly um, enacting that and in, in the in your personal uh, life and h- how do you think that and you're having impact with with the people that in your community in that way how do you think you impact your your clients and and the the realm that you're in in the in the area of of helping people uh, move into having businesses and and building community themselves how do you feel that your what your impact is in that well I think the the place that I've found that I can have the most direct impact and support is in building, you know, first just really building leadership capacity. I always think about that from the perspective of working with clients that it's really my job not to create a dependency but to just reinforce leadership um, that is inherent in each business owner, right? Try to identify where areas in which they need to be working on and to help build that leadership capacity so that they're, they feel more emboldened to be taking steps toward that work which they're meant to do. So I think that's one side of the work that I really, I really enjoy and, uh, and it's a collaborative effort because I'm not the kind of person who's going to come in as a savior or with a magic formula or system or something that everybody should do. Uh, that's just not really correlated to the way that I, that I work. So that's one piece. I do think the other piece is in really connecting folks with each other and being very deliberate and thinking a lot about how it is that I can both leverage the network that I have to be helping people to meet each other, but also for you know core passions. I have a strong, clear core passion for supporting young entrepreneurs of color. Uh, I see in so many different situations that in you know popular things that we have that could be anything from telesummits to live conferences to larger speaking events to uh, lists that might recognize the great minds that we have uh, you know in the world around business that there's just a marked consistent I would almost say systemic absence of seeing um, a set of diverse voices Mm. and as the mom of Navajo kids right my kids being Navajo and Anglo and just seeing as a clear example specifically especially for Native American um, business people, it is so exceedingly rare to ever see any Native American business experts that are represented in mainstream media, in mainstream conferences, and things like that. And that kind of spans in general um, within many different groups. So, as a mom, that's you know a great specific interest to me. And again, kind of going back to my own core values and how it is that I that I work. Because I do know many people at all kinds of different levels, I know media folks, I know a lot of people in social media, uh, people who might organize conferences, I can use those kinds of connections in order to just give exposure to people who are amazing and fantastic and wonderful and people just don't know it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Right. It becomes this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy because a lot of the lists of the best of, you know, best speakers, most innovative thinkers are just drawing from other people who have shared the information about those people. So right. if people are never being featured in places where they get lots of exposure, then they never, you know, people aren't aware of all the talent that exists. So that's it's kind of a concrete way, 
you know, and looking again as a global community, looking at, you know, my entire diverse set of clients that come from just about every background that you can, you know, what are ways that I can really use my connections and my platform in order to um, help make a dent in, in some of these systemic areas where we really need to have exposure. You know, that's the part to me relating to impact that gets me really, really excited. You know, is seeing people connect with each other, seeing people get opportunities, make it happen. And then the very best thing, and I talked a lot about this with the kids that I worked with in Capoeira, you know, now, whatever, 15, 20 years later, a lot of these kids have their own studios. They're the teachers. They're the ones that are in their own communities that are now teaching Capoeira classes. You know, they have their own academies. They're, they're leading in their own communities. And that, to me, is that's true community development. Yeah, and it's very fulfilling to see that you've, um, I mean, obviously you've provided a role model that has allowed them to even think about doing that and to be able to move in that direction. And I see you too being very conscious about the way that you're choosing to have impact, that you're you're consciously looking at ways to uh, promote people that don't normally have a voice or a platform and you're you're using what you do um, as a way to open some doors for them, which is, uh, it's fantastic. I, I, I love it when I see you um, to doing that on a consistent basis. It's, it's inspiring for um, other people as well to be um, stepping out of what might be kind of the well-worn path and, and really acting out of their own values. So um, yeah, that's, that's been amazing to see. Um, and as you're, as you're consciously having this, um, having this impact, creating, um, influence in the way that you do, are, are there some obstacles or, or problems that you've run across in, in having the impact that you want to have, Pam? Always, you know, I mean, I think the, uh, the space time continuum is one, <laughs> just having a finite, amount of time and resources, you know, in order to do the work. Um, I don't know if I would consider it an obstacle, but I think choosing to work a very specific way, kind of choosing to have the focus that I do, sometimes it can mean a trade-off in terms of not having as much revenue, maybe personally, that I might make, you know, as, as I think about ways in which I can be doing work through others. It, it's a little different focus. It doesn't mean that I think you can't have a thriving business when you're taking it in, into account the well-being of others. But it can just look a little bit differently. Like a lot of the business choices that I might make would be different than if I was just looking for the shorter term, you know, financial gain. So there's, you know, there's times where I know I'm absolutely doing the right thing. I'm putting work out there that's serving who it is that I want to serve in the way I want to serve them. And it just means I have to be creative in ways to think about how I also take care of my own, you know, my own life and my family. Right. And, and that, you know, that's always an ongoing piece as well. Um, there was a, a story that I wrote about in Body of Work that was a conversation I had with my kids, Josh and Rosie, when I was driving them to school. It was right toward the end of the time when I was writing the book and I was spending long, long hours. I would be working with clients during the day. I was writing in the evening and on weekends. And so my, uh, my daughter was asking, you know, like, why don't you write during the day? Like, you know, why, 
why do you have to be writing in the evening on the weekends? And I said, well, you know, I have to balance. I need to be making money and serving my clients, and, and this is a, a finite period of time. I said, you know, some moms make a great choice to be stay-at-home moms and, and focus their whole energy on their kids, which is a great choice. And other moms want to do that, focus on their kids, and they want to be having a bigger impact in the world with relatives that they that need their help. And uh, my daughter, Rosie, who I think was about six, five or six at the time, she goes, I wish you were the other kind of mom. <laughs> <You know? laughs> which is, which is hard just, to hear. Oh, my gosh. You know, it was one of those moments I definitely felt, you know, that, that stab in my heart. And it like that is a truth that is so true for her and sometimes it's true for me right there are times where it's like oh man i it really would i could make different choices around work where i'm not gone so much or you know working so much sometimes because there is a trade off often with the family but it's something that we try to really do in partnership i try to be aware of that and make sure that if i am spending significant time away that i'm also really taking time when I am home to be developing strong relationships. So it's never perfect. And I know so many people that I've known throughout the years, business people, social activists, you name it, that is an ongoing challenge. How mm -hmm. it is that you really balance being active and present and, and available for your own family versus mm -hmm. that deeper calling that you feel in wanting to make some impact in the world. Yeah, and it's it's a matter of finding harmony in that. And I, I know you've I mean, you've talked before about having some really deep conversations with your kids and really helping them understand why you do this work and and why it's important. And you know, to be the other kind of mom is also would put you in the realm of of questions that uh, might be something like, well, how come you don't do anything else? What do you do um, out so in the outer right. world? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why, well, you know, how come, how come you just sort of stay within this very small realm? And, and it's, uh, I mean, that can be incredibly meaningful for someone who chooses that, but that's, that's not your world. That's not what you choose. You, you, you choose to, to be in a much, um, much larger world community, really. That's right. And it's like one of the blessings and curses of being a career coach is you hear every single personal story, right? About right. <laughs> somebody who struggled because their parent did have the main focus being just on the family. And then you hear other people who struggled because their parents' focus was outside the family. So right. there, there truly is no right answer. You, in its different stages of life, I think you can also have very different answers too. You know, you can make different choices at different stages of life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you feel like this is something that you want to or that you do talk about in your marketing? I don't mean necessarily. I mean, certainly you, you talk about family stories and, and personal stories in the connections that you have with clients. But is that something that you really build in, in, in terms of helping your clients and prospective clients to understand that the impact understand the impact that you want to have? Is that something that you have consciously done or is it just become something that's so interwoven with what you do? Yeah, I, it's, it's definitely something I've consciously done. I think in, um, you know, at, at different stages of what it is that I'm doing, what's interesting is um, that when you're in the process of writing marketing copy, and you and I have both advised people about it and, and struggled ourselves, right, <laughs> to right. find the right words to be right. 
to be bringing the right clients to you and so forth. What's always fascinating to me is, yes, I'm, I clearly will write things like at Escape from Cubicle Nation as an example, that part of what I was making sure that I was consistently writing about was the words that were often not said. I thought about them as thought bubbles over people's head as they were in corporate jobs, maybe being unhappy wanting to leave, but really expressing the thoughts that they had. So that is more of a personal um, kind of dialogue. I would you know, talk about subjects that might be taboo for people, which I know was something that connected a lot of people with me early in, in Escape from Cubicle Nation. So there's a, there's a, there's, and then as I noticed the people who, I, who end up coming to me to work with me, people who come to my live events in a very consistent basis, clearly there is some message about having impact beyond yourself, about caring about the well-being of others, that definitely has been communicated somehow through marketing. And it, it honestly has not been so much of a conscious process, I think, in the early stages. I was just really writing more, you know, the way that I write. But when I see so consistently that the people who are in my community really share those values, <clears throat> then I realize they are, you know, they are things that are shared by them. And then now I'm making, for this next stage of my business, a very conscious effort to develop work around the area of community building, you know, like a big tour that I'm doing right now to teach community building skills. That's an example where I just thought, you know what, I dance around it a little bit. I talk to people about building a business and building a network, but why not actually begin to directly explore this issue with the actual work that I'm doing? And the more that I do that, the more enjoyable it is. And you've you've already started that tour. You've had a couple of events, and it sounds like the, the response has been really amazing. It's been really, really fun. It's like a gigantic laboratory experiment and just it's you know <laughs> I, uh, I'm a quick start for anybody familiar with the Colby index about your kind of MO your modus operandi but it's really easy for me to get come up with some big huge project and put it out there in the world you know without having to have everything figured out right. it's a whole other thing to actually make 21 different cities happen you know workshops <laughs> in 21 different cities and but what's so fun about that is it's like it's a meta project. It's a way to really practice the community building skills that I'm talking about in the workshops as I'm reaching out to connect with, um, with other people. And it's just amazing the kinds of experiences that I've had connecting with people who I probably never would have connected with had I not done this particular thing. So mm -hmm. that's, that's the part that I always love to really work with is whatever is that area that I'm working on in my work. In this case, it's, it's about community building that I can just be very conscious and make sure that I am modeling every step of the way what I'm talking about. Not just modeling, but experimenting, because a lot about it, I don't even know what it is yet, but I know I just need to go out and test a whole bunch of different things to see what works. Right. Yeah, and I see you doing that, doing that on an ongoing basis, and um, it's it really is part of being an entrepreneur that you're always experimenting with something new as you grow and evolve and shift and, and see what impact you can have and how that might look. Keeps us on our toes, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> does, yeah. Um, so uh, I, I so appreciate hearing from you in all these areas, Pam. I, uh, I, I wonder, is there, any, is there any insight or advice that you would share with another business owner who's asking themselves, how can I positively impact 
not just my own environment and my business, but the larger world? How, how can I have impact? Do you have any advice to share? Yeah, I mean, I think the first part is doing a little bit of reflection to really understand who you are and what are some of those things that you are most deeply passionate about, discovering your values and your core skills, the things and the, the problems that you want to solve. And when you get clarity about that, very often it's then just looking at what you're currently doing in a new way. And sometimes when we are in business, we're very justifiably aware of, you know, the kind of the deliverables that we have, you know, to, to give to the clients, making sure they have a good experience, you know, delivering on the business of our business, which is really important. And there can be ways in which maybe you can have a bigger impact by just adding some things that you might not think to add, like maybe love or compassion are core values that you have. And you can think about ways in which you might bring that into your coffee shop, right? Into your software coding business hmm. that might be kind of different than, than the way you normally thought about it. Um, the other thing is I think, especially when it comes to community and community building, a lot of it is really about just listening to what it is that people need around you as opposed to thinking about, you know, what is some big thing that I want to do and bring out into the world? How can I begin to just have more conversations with people in my community and listen to what do they need? What do they want? What, what are they trying to accomplish? And whether it is directly related to your business or not, if you can help somebody by making an introduction, uh, by you know providing something that will be of use to them, those are ways I, I, I think in in which you're going to be in, begin to make a lot more impact. And and the part that can make it feel so much more aligned and powerful is where you have done some thinking about those kinds of problems that you really want to help solve during the course of your lifetime. Because then when you see examples of things happening, you can feel like my gosh, you know, I'm it's actually working. I'm making something happen. Maybe it's just one person. <laughs> they got that big deal that they were working on, but this is me really delivering on my mission. And I think that that just feels really good. Yeah. And, you, and you're really talking about not only looking at things from the perspective of a large vision of impact, but also what can you do immediately in your immediate realm to really increase the impact that you have in, in an existing situation. So really kind of melds the, the practical and the, the visionary. It's true, and I think it's just powerful to just think about specific ways in which you can make a difference today. I think it was in Body of Work I was writing, I was doing some kind of motivational quotes, you know, as the book was coming out, and one thing was, you know, if you want to see more compassion in the world, smile and wave at your neighbors. <laughs> yeah. It sounds so simple, but I experiment with it every single day. It is amazing what a difference it can make if you just start to, on a consistent basis, acknowledge and smile and wave at your neighbors. It, it really does make a difference. It's huge. And all of us, all of us want personal connection. It's ultimately about that. So whatever you can do to reach out even then in that small way, it's incredible the the impact that has even even in that way that we sometimes uh, don't think about as, as very powerful. But it's true. That is really powerful. So thank you so much for being here, Pam. I uh, I know you're an amazing role model for so many people, and I've been inspired by you and can, can continue to be. And uh, I know that people listening to this are really going to 
get a sense of how you've moved through this whole area and and thought about what you want to do and and seeing how that this naturally comes out of your own values is is going to be it's going to be amazingly inspiring for people so thank you so much for taking the time to be here and to share all of that with us well thank you you inspire me too and i am so excited to watch you do your work in the world and it's really been my privilege to be on that journey with you well thank you i i appreciate that so if if you want to get in touch with Pam, uh, the best way to do that is through your website? That's right, PamelaSlim.com. Okay, great. And um, if you uh, want to reach out to Pam, that's, that's the best way to do that. So if you uh, join us for more podcasts on impact, you can subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes, so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. Thank you to everyone listening for being here. Until next time, keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact.